0: The my love.
1: morning, everyone, and welcome to a Wednesday edition of JM in the AM. This is Matis Weingast, in for Nachum Siegel today, as Nachum is traveling to Israel for the week, and will be broadcasting from Israel tomorrow and Friday, Monday, and Tuesday of next week. It's the sixth day in the month of August 2014, 10th day in the month of Av, 5774. Hope your fast went well. Hope your day went well yesterday. It is... Uh, DAF 26 in uh, Megillah for DAF Yomi. And because it is the uh, 10th of Av in the morning, we uh, continue with our uh, tradition here of playing stories by the one and only Shlomo Kalbach so that we transition into a normal, if you will, a regular non-three-weeks, nine-days Tisha B'Av format, which will actually occur officially for... uh, for for us at uh during the live lunch with uh Why the live lunch Z report. It's gonna take place um, this afternoon and uh, the first hour is going to be um music acapella music and the uh, second hour is going to be transition into uh into the non a cappella format. Regular format as it were. Well. So that's uh that's for today I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. We're going to be playing uh stories all morning long from the great Shlomo Kabach. So uh, I thank you for joining me this morning, and I hope you enjoy the, the show this morning. We'll start off right away. Here are stories from Shlomo Kabach, the greatest on JM and the
2: AM. Let me share with you two Elian stories, one from a long time ago and one from today. Everybody knows, everybody knows The heilige disease The holy of holiest Sweetest of the sweet All his life, all his life He collected money for poor brides One time the holy vajentic told him Somewhere in a village in Russia, there are 10 brides, and I need 10,000 rubles to marry them off. So the Haley of decided to go to Poland, to Brod, one of the biggest cities. And there were a lot of rich Jews there. He decided to go to Brod, and hopefully with God's help he'll collect 10,000 rubles. Let me tell you the sad story. He wasn't brought for two weeks. He didn't collect even one penny. He was so angry at God. He walked out from the city and he stopped under a tree. And
3: he said, Master of the world, Master of the world.
2: Rabbi Nishilad, the master of the world. If I would come in to collect money for myself, you have the right to help me or not to help me. I'll never see those ten brides. I don't know who they are. I did it for you, Rabbi Nishilad. I did it for you. Why did not you help me? Then he said, master of the world, I'm so angry at you. I'm going home now and I'll never collect money for poor brides. I have my own children to take care of. He was angry with God, but he was so broken inside. Because he didn't want to be angry. He was just torn apart. Now listen to me, friend. Suddenly, suddenly. He saw police coming. And... The two policemen are holding a little Jew. Listen to me, friends. You know what the little that did while the two policemen were holding him? He was dancing. and he was singing and he was glowing with joy here Rab is free and he is sitting there and crying and this little Yidale obviously a little thief is arrested and he is blowing his mind with joy so Rab couldn't help smiling Rab says to him ah oh, my dear Yidale my dear little Jew who are you he opens his eyes very big and he says what you don't know me I am Moshele Ganev I am Moshele, the most famous thief in world. So Noam says you know I'll tell you the truth I'm not from world, and I was there just a few days so I just didn't have the great privilege of seeing you yet but I'm so glad to see you now unbelievable honor then he says to Moshele, if you're such a polished thief how come the police caught you I says that's nothing even the most polished thief is caught sometimes. Don't pay any attention to it. Rabbi Nochem says to him, Okay, Moisheliganev, they arrest you and you'll be in prison. He says, I hope when you come out from prison, you'll stop being a thief. Mishel began laughing. He says, "Do you know what a Jew is all about? A Jew never stops doing what he began to do. Jew never stops. He walked away with the police." <laughs> Nochum got the message. He went back to board with so much simcha, because this Moishel gave him so much strength. He collected within a few days the ten thousand rubles. When he came back to the Holy Borel Shemtov, and the Holy Borel Shemtov received with his holy hand the ten thousand rubles, the Holy Borel Shemtov looked at him and it says, Nochum, how does Eliyahu Hanavi. How does Elijah the prophet look like when he walks as a thief between two policemen? You understand, my dear friends, whenever you're just about to give up? I let you know comes and gives you strength. And I bless you brothers and sisters in Russia and all over the world. Whenever you're just about to give up, let there be a miracle. Let Elijah the prophet come to you, maybe as a thief, maybe as a policeman, maybe as a rebel, who knows. But let God send someone to you to give you strength.
3: Helio, I know me,
2: I want to tell you some good stories You know what it is Everybody needs one time in his life To be touched When you see people Who a little bit maybe not so good You know what the problem is Nothing has touched their heart yet But just wait, wait, wait So this is Moisheligan In Mezhibosh By the Holy Bar Shem he had the holiest, loftiest, most glorious students, but also one of them. One of his followers, his chassid, was Moshe Le A simple thief. His profession was stealing, but after he became a follower of the Holy Shem, he changed his whole ways. He didn't steal from the poor anymore, only from the rich but whenever he was just nearly caught, the police was on his tail. He would run into the Holy Bal He would run to the synagogue and look for his holy master. And he would say, Hey the police is looking for me. Please make them forget. And the Holy Bhaj would put his holy hands and Moisha Laganov's head. And he would walk out happy and the police would never look for him again. Time goes by and Moshe Ghana lives the happy life of a thief. Whenever he is nearly caught, he runs to the Holy Vachem. The Vodcemta blesses him, and he's not even careful anymore when it comes to stealing. Because he knows the Vachemd will always get me out. So now everybody knows that the Holy Varshemta passed away on shores. You know what Moshula's dream was? Because even between you and me, how rich are the rich people in measurebush, right? I know how poor the poor are, they have nothing. But the rich, how much can you steal? Ten rubles, five rubles? So Moishila had an unbelievable dream. One time in his life, he really wants to steal something solid. Some big stuff. So a few days before Shur's, Moishila was told the most unbelievable news That relative of the Tsar is carrying with him 30,000 rubles from a certain city to St. Petersburg. 30,000 rubles in those days, was a fortune. Okay, Moishala organized everything. He knew exactly the day he's coming. He knew already exactly the room he would stay at night. He got himself ladders He organized all the thieves should be there. Somehow he climbed... So the window got the 30,000 rubles. And when they got down, they were so happy all the thieves were dancing. They were not afraid. The police because about Shem Tafu. Okay, it didn't take long. The whole city knew Moshe Luganov stole 30,000 rubles. And the relative of the czar, he really, he says, this time I'm, I'm not going to let it pass. I want the thief to give me back the 30,000 rubles. Moshe was not afraid. It was two days after Shvuz. He walks into the smelter and says, I need the Vat badly. The police is on my tail. He looked at their faces. They were also sad. He said, What happened? Don't you know? Don't you know? The Holy Vat is not in this world anymore. darkness in the world, how a did he feel it. it, was so clear to him, gewalt, what a friend I had, what a rapper, because Moshe knew you're not permitted to steal, and yet the Holy World Shem, so much patience him, he says, isn't there anybody else like the World didn't he leave any success Of his holy students who was very holy but maybe in relationship to people he was too strict someone says to him yes here in the corner the heilige get told us Yaakov Yosef but everybody knows he was very strict he runs up to him and he says holy master please I want you to know I'm a follower of the holy Vashem and whenever I steal the Shem to blesses me the police shouldn't find me or should forget about it I stole thirty thousand golds. Please bless me fast. He says, "What? Are you crazy or something? I should bless somebody who steals. Get out of your fast before I throw you out with my own hands." You know, he was holy, but he was not the Vashem Tov. He had nowhere to go. He was afraid. He went to the cemetery. Found the new grave of the Holy Baal Shem and he threw himself on the grave and he began crying and he said, Hey, like Baal Shem, the Holy Master. Do you know that everybody wants to be a Rebbe Master of good people? Everybody wants to be a teacher of holy people. But you so holy you were also the member of thieves but I'm asking you how could you leave this world how could you forget about us you' seen him you thieves I was crying so much I fell asleep and in his dream, he saw the holy Baal B'ham. The Baal Shem says, Maishal, I want you to know your prayer shook heaven because it's so true. Gewalt
3: is so true. Val, this is
2: so true. Everybody wants to deal with good people. But who wants to be a rapper of thieves? Who has a heart for people? For people who are maybe not so good But let me tell you, he says, don't ever think That in the last moment in my life I thought of you, Moisheliganov And I appointed my holy grandson The Helig of of Sadlikov He should be the rapper of all the thieves of the world No, Moishel, I tell you You know, from Bush to Saddikov is just a few kilometers Says when you wake up, run fast To my grandson And you know what you do What Shemda says here Moisha, listen to me Every Friday night I teach my grandson The way they're learning The portion of the week in paradise Just him and I know that let me teach you The way they're learning The portion of the week in paradise And he will know That only I could have sent you Moshe woke up He went to Rebbe Freim And he says Rebbe, I have to talk to you private They went to a room And he began reciting The Torah from paradise Rebbe Freim blessed him The police forgot that Moshe stole it. But this is not the end of the story. You know, after Moshe heard the Torah from Paradise, he couldn't be a thief anymore. In fact, he became so holy, so exalted, that the Helig of Ephraim appointed him successor. And you know, friends, we don't know his name, because Chassidim didn't want to tell that this big grabber began his career uh, as one of the thieves of the heilige and
1: Selections from Shlomo's Greatest Stories here on J.M. and the A.M. Atis Wine Guest with you here on a uh, on a Wednesday morning, the 6th of uh, August, 10th day in the month of Av. As we traditionally do on the uh, morning after Tisha B'Av, we play stories from Shlomo Kabach, and that's what we're doing this morning. Nachum is on his way to Israel, and we'll be broadcasting from Israel tomorrow and Friday, and then uh, next week, Monday and Tuesday. Very, uh, very important shows and a very important trip that he's taken over there to show solidarity and, uh, letting us know what's happening directly on the ground uh, in Israel. So, those are going to be great shows, of course, and, um, we look forward to them. We're here till 9 o'clock this morning playing stories from Shlomo We're going to go back in one moment to, uh, to some stories from, uh, from Yusleh the Holy Miser and, uh, And others, right now, in the Jersey City area, it's 71 degrees, going up to a high of 86 degrees. And then uh, dipping back down to 65. Scheduled for today, afternoon thunderstorms in different areas, so uh, you might want to watch for those. In uh, Jerusalem, it's 85 degrees outside right now, going down to 68 degrees, and it's sunny. And that's uh, that's the way it is right now, it's 627 in the morning. So we're going to go back, as I said, to um, to more selections from Shlomo Kabach's Greatest Stories. And uh, we'll give you some information on things going on uh, today and uh, and some you know, some events that are going on today. So we'll let you know about that at the, at the top of the hour. And uh, thanks again for listening, everyone. Hope your day went well yesterday and hope your fast was an easy one. And uh, we are here with you until 9 o'clock on JM. In the a.m.
2: So my beautiful friends, my sweetest brothers and sisters, my friend Yavon and I, Shlomo, we are sitting here in the house of my friend Simcha. Friend, but solid, and I want to tell you the sweetest stories in the world. You know, my beautiful friends, so all that you get, the less stories you tell. Have you ever noticed people don't tell stories in For me, a young person is somebody who's was telling stories. An old man is somebody who stopped telling stories long ago. No friends, good been says,
3: Holy Master, good nachman says.
2: So, this is for my children, for my sweetest Nishamalan, and for my sweetest Dari. Someday, you together with all the children of the world, you'll have your own children. But I want you to know I remember, I remember Every minute of my life The moments when I told my children stories And this is what the Holy Vision says The Timer The Five Books of Moses of the heart, the soul of the soul of the Jewish people, the Sony stories, because the master of the world, God in heaven, is the best storyteller in the world. like act in the world. Giving. When a person has the privilege to give, you're so close to God. I'd like to share a few stories with you. Inni Shamindari I told you, My father, Yoseide, he was telling stories all the time. This is one of the stories I heard from his holy mouth a lot of times. It's a true story. In the old cemetery in Krakow, It's a privilege to be there What a place so holy So awesome So sad and yet so full of life It sounds like the darkest night And it's heaven Under a tree Outside the cemetery on the holy grave, and it says, comes in Here lies yosale, the holy miser. You hear children? What a gravestone! Here lies yosale, the holy miser. It was 1550? We were so persecuted. We were so poor. We lived in the ghetto in Krakow, but there was one rich Jew, and his name was Joseler, but he was the greatest miser in the world. His whole life, he never gave one penny to one Jew, and you know something, he must have a heart of stone. You know, my beautiful friends, the miser is not part of the world because the world is created by God. If you're not giving, you're not part of society. Who would say good Shabbos to him? Who would bless him as a good year? When Yosela walks the streets, people throw stones at him and call him a dirty miser. One day the burial society was told, Yossele is dying. They rushed to his bedside and they said, Yossele, you never gave a single penny to the poor. It's your last chance. Give us a thousand rubles. That will be the money for your grave and we will give it to the poor. But Yossele, obviously at the heart of stone, he says, I cannot afford more than 50 rubles. Angry at him, and they said, Yossalah, you can't take the one with you anyway. But he says, No, I'm not giving more than 50. They said, Okay, Yossalah, we are not going to bury you. He just smiled and he says, I'll bury myself. I did a lot of things by myself. They said, If you don't give a thousand rubles, we will not bury you. They got up to walk out. At that moment, was his end he said Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekeinu, Hashem god is one but it was so ugly because they thought I guess in thinking about the money he saved they walked out and they kept their word Yasura died Sunday night One day they didn't bury him on Tuesday. they didn't bury him Wednesday all day. Wednesday night one of his neighbors decided we can't let him lie they has a wife and children. after midnight not to be noticed single-handed he threw Yosula on a wagon drove out of the cemetery. Buried them outside the cemetery under a tree. So you think this is the end of the story? Open your hearts, friends. Yossela, Your
3: Yossela, join me, Yossela.
2: At the time of Yoselin, the chief robber of Krakow Was one of the great Kabbalists, one of the holy of holiest And his name was Rebcomen Late Thursday night, the poor man knocked on his door and he said Rebcomen money To buy food for the holy Shabbos, the covered Shabbos. Rebka says I'll be so happy to give you some money, but why today? I know you for so long, you never asked me. he says I've come and I want you to know, for 20 years, for 20 years, I don't have a job, you can't make a living. On oh, every
3: Thursday morning Every Thursday morning Under my broken door Under my broken heart My broken life
2: There is an envelope It's five hobbles And on the envelope it says The covered Chavez. And I of Shabbos, but not today. But not today. Two minutes later, there was another knock on the door. The poor man says, Rebbe, give me money for Shabbos. Where were you last week? Huh, for the last ten years. Every Thursday morning under my broken door there's an envelope, it's two rubles. That night all the poor people came, and everybody told of that envelope. And one envelope was five rubles, and another envelope was two rubles. Ten rules The covered chummers Join me, all of you, with all your hearts
3: Yah, Sele Yah, Sele holy ja,
2: Conor was so broken. Conor was so broken. We didn't even bury him. But above all, he says to the poor people, I don't understand. How did he know you so well? The one who gave two robles, the one who gave five, the one who gave two. So this is what they told him. Every poor man, once in his life, thought, maybe I'll get through to your So, every one of the poor people, at one time, at one time in their life, they knocked on the door of Yossalah. And Yossalah, the Holy Master, opened the door with so much love, so much sweetness. They opened their hearts. And Yosela said, please sit down and tell me everything. we we'll take a pencil and a paper and write down, what's your name and sweetest deed? what's your name? He would say, my name is Avremale. What do you do, Avremale? I'm a water carrier. What street do you live on? We'll write it down. How many children do you have? I have ten children. My heart is bleeding for you. You must be starving. How much do you need a week to live? And I would say, so
3: If you only have a heart, please give me five footballs every week to keep my
2: children alive. Yostra would bring in some wine and some cake, talk about everything in the world. And suddenly, like he got crazy. Josel was a strong person and picked up Avremale and threw him down the steps and he says, don't you ever dare coming back. You really think I'm crazy? You think I, Josel, will give you my precious money? Get away from here. Avremale would go home and tell his wife he is crazy. But Thursday night, Thursday morning, there was an envelope. And every and in the water carried a stone to keep his children alive. The covered chambers, the covered chambers. Kalman was beside himself, Kalman was crying, he says to the poor people. Rabbi Yossaleh supported all of us, he kept all of you poor people alive. We didn't bury him. And your children whom he kept alive would throw stones at him whenever he walks. Kalman announced on Shabbos this Sunday, be a fast day. Everyone has to be here to ask Yosel for forgiveness. The whole community came all day, Sunday, they were crying, Yassalah, holy miser, Yassalah, forgive me, Yassalah, bless me. Just about sunset, and i says to the people, I have a feeling we didn't reach him yet. I'm coming, and opened the holy ark, and he yelled, and he cried from the deepest depths of his heart, and he says, Yassalah. And fell to the floor, and people thought, God forbid, he had a heart attack, but he was just asleep. And in his dream, he saw Yossele, but not the way he is here, but the way he is shining up there in heaven. And Yossele says, to come, and please tell all my brothers and sisters to go home. There's no need to ask me for forgiveness." I wanted it this way They I wanted to have the privilege to give without anybody knowing, only the one, the one who knows everything I wanted him to know. Please tell the poor people, I thank everyone who ever came to my house to visit me. Thank you so much for pouring out your heart to me. And please tell them I'm here in paradise I'm sitting next to Father Abraham Next to Holy Mother Sarah I have everything But there's one thing I need There's one thing I'm missing I would give up all of paradise For just one more Thursday morning Then our poor people in heaven No broken doors in heaven. They are not envelopes, look over chambers. Tell the poor people I miss them. Carmen says, Yosele, how did it feel to be buried all by yourself? (laughs) Haha, Yosele smiled. I'm Carmen. Believe me, I was not alone. Avroma Vinu, Yitzhak Vinu, Yaakov Vinu. The four holy mothers, Moshe, and Yosef David, they were all there. King David walked behind me playing a
4: song.
2: El El Now the candle in front of me to Dari, to all the children. You all have heard of the Holocaust? You heard what happened to six million? But it's just not the number, the six million. We lost so many holy people. Give out, give out, give out, give out. After the Messiah's coming, our heart will be so broken. One of the greatest, one of the very, very greatest who perished in the Warsaw ghetto was the clonimus Kalman of Piers great-grandson of the holy magid of the holy preacher of Krosnitz. Piers is right outside Warsaw became a rebbe, when he was 18 years old, and you know, in and Dari, to become a rabbi in Poland, before the Second World War, when you are 18, you have to be something special, but his specialty was, he said, children when they are 5 years old, they already need a rabbi, they need somebody to connect their souls to the highest place in heaven had the kingdom of children. And you know, my beautiful, beautiful brothers and sisters and my beautiful children, imagine an old that comes to the Piasetzner and a little boy or a little girl of five. To the man of 80, he he'd talk for two minutes. With the child of five or six or seven or ten or twelve, he'll talk all night. Hear yeshiva. As thousands of kids, it was their father, their mother, their best friend. He was in the Warsaw Ghetto. While he was in the Ghetto, he wrote a book. It's called Achshores Av Young people, prepare yourself. And the book Esh Kodesh, Holy Fire. The Holy Fire at the time was the teachings. He said on Shabbos in the Ghetto shows Abraham is like after the Messiah had come. Like he is talking to you, to me, to our children. Let's become prophets again. He buried the manuscript under a broken house. And also after the war, a little Polish boy walked up to an American soldier and he says, I have some papers here. Would you like to buy it for a dollar? He gave him a dollar. He realized that it's Hebrew. He took it to the chaplain, who at that time was Rabbi Hollander. He printed the book, and they it says, in Hebrew, in English, and in German, when you find this book, be no more Jews in Poland, maybe no more Jews in Europe, maybe no more Jews in the world. But in Yerushalayim... There will always be Jews because the Yerushalayim cannot live without Jews. Please find the first Jew. Beg him in my name to print this manuscript. And I swear to you, whoever learned my book, whoever will print this manuscript, I will pray for them. I will lie before God's holy throne and pray for them. When the book came out, couldn't believe it. It pierced my heart. I'm sure it pierced your heart, your hearts too. And I was th- asking everyone, where are those kids? Is anybody alive? I'd love to speak to them. And I was told there's nobody left. Now open your hearts, my friends. One day, one day, one day, a few years ago, I walked down the Yakon, the street by the beach in Tel Aviv, and here I saw a hunchback. So broken, so broken. His face was beautiful and most handsome, but his whole body was completely misfigured. Sweeping the floor, sweeping the streets. I had a feeling this person is special, and I said, Shalom Lecha, peace unto you. He answered back in very heavy Polish, Yiddish, Hebrew. He says, Allah, I'm sure. Allah, i sure. I said, Are you from Poland? He says, Yes, I'm from Pia Setsna. I couldn't believe it, Pia Setsna. I said to him, have you ever seen the Holy Rabkloin in Ms. Kalman? And he says, what do you mean if I saw him? I learned in his yeshiva in his school from the age of five till I was 11. When I was 11, I came to Auschwitz. I was so strong, they thought I was 17. I was whipped and kicked and hit. I never healed. That's the way I look now. I have nobody in the world. I'm all alone. I kept on sweeping the floor. I said, my sweetest friends, do you know? My whole life I'm waiting to see you. A person who served up Kalman, common. A person who was one of his children. Please, give me over one of his teachings. He looked at me and he says, do you think... I can be in Auschwitz for five years and still remember teachings? I said, yes. I'm sure. The heidegger is kalmans teachings? How could you forget them? But he was real. He says, okay, wait. He went to wash his hands. I fixed his tie. Put on his jacket, and he says to me one more time, Do you really want to hear it? Said so to my swear to you, I'll give over your teaching all over the world. Never seen such big tears in my life. He yes, said, I want you to know, until the Messiah comes, until the Messiah is coming. There'll never be such a Shabbos again. Can you imagine the holy Rebbe, the holy master, dancing by Bishulam? By Bishulam, with hundreds and maybe thousands of children. Can you imagine
3: the holy Rebbe singing Friday night? Shalom
2: Aleichem, Aleichem, Shalom. the Newly Angels, The standards of Angels.
3: Once
2: not you know the Rebbe said Torah between the fish and the soup, the soup and the chicken, and then the chicken and the dessert. The Torah, the teachings on the portion of the week, I don't remember. But here he says, open your heart. He pierced my soul like he gave me over the deepest, deepest depths of his heart. He says, I want you to know, after every teaching, this is what the Rebbe said Kinderlach, Kinderlach, children, most precious children, Gedenkje, remember. The greatest thing in the world is not Children remember the greatest thing in the world is To do somebody else a favor and join me Children remember The greatest thing in the world is To do somebody else a favor Came to Auschwitz I knew my parents are dead, my whole family doesn't exist anymore. I wanted to commit suicide. In the last moment, I could hear my rabbi's voice saying, you thank you. The greatest thing in the world is to do somebody else a favor. This is, do you know how many favors you can do in Auschwitz at night? People are lying on the floor crying, and nobody even has friends to listen to their stories anymore. person to the other would say, Why are you crying? And they would tell me about their children, about their wife, whom they'll never see in this life again till Meshir is coming. I would hold their hands and cry with them. Walked to another person, gave me strength for a few weeks. When I was at the end, I hear my rabbit's voice. I have nobody in the world.
1: We'll continue with that story after uh, the top of the hour. It is 7 o'clock in the morning, and uh, you are tuned to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.1 FM and around the world, on the web at jmtheam.org. I'm Matis Weingast, sitting in for Nachum Siegel today as he travels to the uh, State of Israel. And uh, he will be broadcasting from Israel tomorrow morning and Friday morning, also Monday and Tuesday of next week, and then he'll be returning here on uh, Wednesday of next week, one week from today. As we uh, traditionally do on the morning after Tisha B'Av, we play stories from Rup Shlomo Kabach, We'll continue uh, with that. We'll finish up with that story that was just on, and then uh, we'll continue with more stories to uh, to the bottom of the hour when we get to Rabbi Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Right outside now, it is uh, or outside right now, whichever one. Seventy-one degrees, going up to a high of eighty-six, and going down to sixty-five degrees tonight. Afternoon thunderstorms are expected. In Jerusalem, it's eighty-five degrees, going down to sixty-eight degrees. And right now it continues to be sunny. And uh, that is the weather. A number of uh, events going on today. Very important, very timely events that I want to make uh, mention. One of them is a uh, a Unity concert taking place tonight. And uh, that is uh, in Brooklyn. It's taking place at the Levy Park, which is at the end of Ocean Parkway near the Boardwalk, Surf Avenue, and Seabreeze Avenue. That's taking place tonight between 6 and 8 p.m. The concert features Benny Elbaz, Ron Eliran, Gershon Varoba, Sandy Shmueli, and many more. And it is uh, sponsored by the uh, ZOA Brooklyn Region, also co-sponsored by Assemblyman Stephen Simbrowitz. For information, call 718-339-8483. So that's taking place tonight. That should be a very... Very uh, exciting concert. It's a Brooklyn Unites for Israel concert. Uh, it's a great way to show support, of course, and um, the concert is in support of Israel, uh, and it's going to be uh, you know, highlighting the fact that Israel's on the front lines in the global fight against terror, of course, but uh, it feels sometimes that Israel is alone in the world. So this certainly, certainly will be something to uh, to get everybody going, and uh, especially right after Tisha B'Av in the nine days, three weeks. So that's taking place again uh, today. And um, oh, also I I don't want to forget, I almost did. The uh, Z report live lunch will take place between twelve and two today, and it's going to be a special live lunch because it will be the transition live lunch first hour. On the stream will be one hour of uh, acapella, and the next hour will be, I guess, regular music, if you will, uh, not the nine days format. So, uh, yes, he's going to take us through that, and it's going to be uh, something exciting to listen to, starting at uh, 12 today on the stream. Also, this evening, an event taking place at the Palace, which is at 780 McDonald Avenue, corner of Ditmas in Brooklyn. It is a uh, tefillah gathering, and uh, it will uh, begin with mincha at 6:30 sharp. Uh, men and women are invited. There'll be a uh, excuse me. There'll be a uh, uh, men and women are invited. There'll be a ladies section, and uh, in mincha at 6:30 sharp, and that will take place tonight at the palace, 780 McDonald Avenue. Corner of Ditmas. So, uh, if you want more information on that, you can call 212-797-9000. I know that this will be uh, broadcast in different areas, but you can actually be there at the palace. Again, Minica starts six thirty sharp, and that takes place tonight. It's uh, seven oh five in the morning here on uh, J M and the A M. We're going to continue with the stories momentarily. And, uh, you know, let me let you know about something else going on. It's going to be this weekend, Shabbos Nachamu. Uh, but I want to mention it also so you get a head start and you know how to plan the next few days. And you can plan Shabbos, be up there in the mountains or wherever. But Ataret Kahneman, Born, <coughs> Born Entertainment presents Shabbos Nachamu Unity Concert. And that will be starring Gad Elbaz, Eighth Day, also Nachas, Shlomo Shwed, music by Naki Kron Orchestra, and... Uh, there will be other special guest stars. That's taking place this coming Shabbos Nachamu. It will be at the Master Gymnasium in Barryville, New York. It's taking place Motsi Shabbos, 11 p.m. There are tickets on sale in the Catskill region and the Brooklyn at Eichler's. For information, you can go to, uh, call 845 205 9319 845 Two zero five nine three one nine, or you can go to Jerusalem Chai C H A I dot org, Jerusalem dot org. So that'll be this coming weekend up in the uh, up in the mountains a Shabbos Nachmu Unity concert. Oh, it's very uh, very exciting. Very good to hear uh, these concerts and the Unity concerts, and uh, they'll continue. I'm sure they'll be well. Uh, well-visited, if you will. Uh, we're going to go back to the music, 7 or 6 in the morning. Uh, the stories from Shlomo Kabach. We're going to finish up the one that we were just playing, and then we'll continue on till uh, 7.30 with Rabbi Goldwasser and Morning Kizuk. So thanks for listening, everybody, to us right here on JM in the AM.
2: You know, there are moments when I take off my shoes and I'm going down to the beach. I'm already up to my nose in the ocean. But I can't help, but to hear my rabbit's voice again saying, The greatest thing in the world is, Remember, precious children, The greatest thing in the world is To do somebody else a favor. He looked at me for a long time and he says, Do you know how many favors you can do on the streets of the world, kept on sweeping the streets. This was before Shoshone, I had to go back to New York, the first night of Hanukkah came back the next morning early, I'm back on the Akron looking for my holy hunchback, couldn't find him, I asked some people, have you ever seen the holy hunchback? The street cleaner said, Don't you know, don't you know? On the second day of Sukkot, he left the world. Listen to me, children. The Mashiach is coming, let it be today, let it be tonight, let it be soon. When God will redeem the world, and all the holy people will come out of their graves. And the holy hunchback, the holy street cleaner, he will come back again, and he will clean the streets of the world, and you know how he will clean the streets, but teaching the world, the greatest thing in the world is to do somebody else a favor. But now listen to me, my beautiful children. After that, I privileged, I was privileged to meet another person who saw Rav as Kalman. He was not really one of his students, but he saw him in the Warsaw Ghetto. This was the last year of the ghetto. And the Germans made it clear, anybody who will dance in Hustoyer will be shot immediately. But again, who has strength to dance? Suddenly word got around. The cloinem is calm and the holy Rebbe of invites everyone. He found a bombed out house, and there's a cellar. Five thousand people can be there. He wants to dance the most clever. And maybe you know my beautiful friends, by some rebels all the chesedim dance and kosnitz and piasetsna. Only the rabbis dancing, but where he takes you when he dances. And the rabbi P.S. still had the Torah of the Kozhenitsa Magid. He invites everyone to come to dance. The year that he told me the story, I'm coming to the cellar, and there's nothing else was going on in the Warsaw Ghetto. Maybe 20,000 people were standing there. It was impossible to breathe. It was hell. Everybody was telling the other how many people died? How many people were dying, how many people were sick? How many were sent to Auschwitz? I thought to myself, "What did I need this for?" It was hell. And everybody said one thing, I don't believe in God anymore. There is no God. What am I doing as the most tired? I don't believe in the Torah. And every second I think I'm leaving. Suddenly word got around the Rabbi's not coming. Because his holy son, his only son, Rabbi lemelech was shot on the second day of Sukkot. But then people said, no, the Rabbi's coming. A few minutes later, word came around. The rabbi's is not coming. His holy rabbits and his daughter-in-law were shot two days ago, Shana The rabbi's is not coming. No, the Rabbi's coming. Suddenly, suddenly, close your eyes, friends Come with me to the Warsaw Gendis in the night There won't be another simple story like this, the machines coming Suddenly, suddenly A door opened And the healing appears, Setsna walked in Began singing, join me. Blessed is God it's to be blessed tells me, I want you to know, I swear to you. Suddenly we were not in hell anymore. Suddenly there was not one person whom, to whom it wasn't clear. There was one God. There was not one person who didn't know that we are Jews. We are the chosen people, they are God's people. The Torah is so holy. What a privilege to be a Jew. Despite everything. And he says to me, till she is coming... There'll never be such a, listen to me, 20,000 people answered back, I bought Children. Always remember those two holy people. And maybe God will bless me and give me the privilege to study together with my beautiful children. I'm begging you, parents, tell your children, children remember, most precious children remember. The greatest thing in the world is
4: To do somebody else a favor
2: Sing with me one more time forever Born oh, of oh, oh. want to bless God To do somebody a favor Born oh, 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 oh. Let me some three holy soldiers in Israel. The first story is 65, 66 a sweet little from Tel Aviv came to me and he says to me, please, can you get through to my son? He's a high officer in the army. He just hates, really he hates Yiddishkeit. But now he has a new kind of craziness. In my house, in my dining room, there's a big picture of my grandfather. He with a long beard and a streimel. And he says, unless I take out the picture, he refused to come to my house. He says, it's nauseating to think to be the grandson of such an idiot. What should I do with him? I'm trying to get through to him. He was a very cute person, sweet like sugar, but... You know he's some kind of blocks against, against religion. What can I do? 1967, after the Six-Day War, one day the door opens. The Yid from Tel Aviv walks in. With his son, the officer, has a little beard and a little pear And sits his, he looks like a new person said to him, what happened to you? and this is what he said he says, I mentioned to you I'm a tankist during the 6th day war I was driving a tank suddenly I noticed an Egyptian tank is on my tail and I have to get as close to the other tanks as possible because I cannot fight an Egyptian tank all by myself and the closest to the other tank is a straight line I'm driving as fast as I can. Suddenly, in the middle of the road, I see a yid, as a talisman film, praying. And you know what I think of religious people? They're crazy. I knew they're crazy, but that crazy in the middle of a war and here in the desert, standing here praying. My first reaction was, I should really run him over, but how can you run over another Jew? So I made a detour. The Egyptian tank didn't make the detour. And when... Drove right over the place where the Jew was standing. Was blown up by a mine. When I came back to my father's house, I looked at the picture of my grandfather. It was him. My holy grandfather came down from heaven to protect me. What an honor
3: to have such a grandfather.
2: professor of English
4: literature
2: Walked into one of the great giants in Israel One of the holy rabbis This professor had come out in the newspapers a lot of times He says the most terrible thing which can happen to any Jewish child Is have religious education Cripples them forever And he says I wish we could abolish Jewish education He walks into this great rabbi and he says Rabbi I came to tell you, I dedicate my life to Jewish education. The great rabbi looked at him and he says, "Are you for real, or did you come to make fun of me?" This is the story. I was up in Lebanon in the mountains. I was shot. I was bleeding very heavily, and it was clear to me, unless the soldiers find me, I'd be dead in two hours. Here I'm lying on the ground. Bleeding. I have two hours to live. What should I do? What am I going to think about? Oh, I'm teaching English literature. I'll think about Hamlet. Nah, no, it doesn't go. King Lear. <laughs> I'm also a Zionist. I remember every word ahad ever wrote. It doesn't go. Before I knew it, I could... I feel tears rolling down my cheeks. I remembered, I remembered my Zayde, holding me by my little hand and walking with me, him keep a night in the synagogue. I remembered the most happiest hours of my life, sitting on my father's shoulders, dancing on Simba's style. I remembered my mother kindling lights by the night was so holy, so beautiful. And suddenly I remembered. If my grandson, God forbid, would ever be wounded, it's two hours to live. He has nothing to think about, because I never give him anything. Then I realized... Do you only need it the last two hours of your life? Don't you need it every second of your life? Something holy to remember? Something beautiful to be attached to? So I made a vow, and as that master of the world. If you hear my prayer, if you let me live, I will dedicate my life to Jewish education. When I woke up, I was in the hospital, and here I am. One more story, but this is the Gewalt story, friends. One of the greatest stories in my life. This was after the Yom Kippur War. In fact, it was still in the middle. It was an unbelievable concert with thousands of soldiers. Oh, the spirit was so high, the spirit was so high. Every soldier put out their heart before God. We all are praying for the deepest redemption of Israel. After the concert, soldiers walked out and just the officers had a little get-together. And here, an officer came up to me. He says, I have to tell you my story. I want you to know I'm a real from a left-wing kibbutz. I don't believe in God. I told my children... That religious people are fakes. They're living in a world of lies. I told them we Jews are the same like everybody else. I told them Israel is as holy as Tokyo and as Moscow. When the war began, I found myself fighting next to an officer who is from a a very religious kibbutz And the moment the fighting begins Early in the morning He's yelling God is one And the whole time he's yelling on top of his lungs I said to him, listen my friend I like you but you're going on my nerves You know the way I feel about God I can't stand it All day long yelling God is one I know you believe in God, and I appreciate it, but please, you're making me nervous. He says to me, you fight your way, I find my way. This goes on all the time. This was Saturday night, the concert. I want you to know Thursday morning, early at dawn, the fighting begins. I'm already conditioned that he yells, Hashem, Echol, er, God is one. He didn't yell. On the ground, my friend is dying. He was shot. Suddenly, it was clear to me, I wish I could die for him. He's so precious. I fell to the ground, I took his dying hand, and I said, My sweetest friend, please let me die for you. Is there anything I can do for you? And this is what he said. I want you to swear to me that you will yell, Hashem, Echod. God is one instead of me. Gewalt was this officer crying. He says, I swear to you. I said to my friend, I swear to you. I swear to you by the living God, my whole life, my whole life, I will yell Hashem Echot, God is one, and I will tell my children they should also yell Hashem Echot as long as they are alive. And he says to me, You know, the strangest thing, I absolutely not believe in God. At that moment, God opened all the gates of heaven for me. It was not that I believed in God; I saw God. It was clear to me there's one God. So you hear, my beautiful friends, my beautiful children, you know, you know what you and I have to do. Instead of all the holy soldiers who gave their life in the holy land, instead of all the Eden. 2,000 years dying for God, you and I, we have to yell for them, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Hashem God is one, God is one, God is the only one. Uh, uh-huh.
1: 728 in the morning here on J.M. and the AM. to Swine guest in for Nachum Siegel. Nachum is traveling to Israel and will be on the air from Israel tomorrow and Friday and next Monday and Tuesday. Very exciting shows, very important shows as Nachum is traveling to Israel and, uh, of course, showing support and solidarity on behalf of the Jewish people from around the world as he broadcasts from there. So make sure that you follow along. Uh, and especially tune in tomorrow, Friday, Monday, and Tuesday. Uh, We'll be here with you until 9 o'clock. It is the 10th of August 6th, and as we traditionally do, we play stories from Shlomo Kabach. We've been playing them all morning long. We'll continue to do that until 9 o'clock. Right now outside, it's 71 degrees, going up to a high of 86, dipping down to 65, and we expect afternoon thunderstorms throughout the area today. In Jerusalem, it's 85 degrees, going down to 68 degrees tonight. And right now, it remains sunny. A number of events taking place today and over the course of the next few days. Now that uh, you know, now that the three weeks uh, time period is over, it's uh, time to get back to uh, music and uh, a lot of times there are concerts for Shabbos Nachamu uh, and post Tishav. And we'll mention some of those in a minute. Uh, of course, nowadays, with what's been going on in Israel, these concerts and events have become unifying events, not just for people to get together and uh, and hear and enjoy the program uh, and be motivated by the program, but also uh, specifically and uh, especially tying into um, what has been going on in Israel and the solidarity that everybody is feeling. So in that light, there are two events taking place today. The first one begins with Mincha at 6:30 sharp, and that will be at the Palace. It is a tefillah gathering; men and women are invited. That will be at 7:80 McDonald Avenue, which is at the corner of Ditmas in uh, in Brooklyn. So that's taking place today, and um, that will begin again at 6:30 with Mincha. And uh, for information, you because I know it's going to be broadcast in different areas, but if you want to be there, or get more information. Call 212 797 212 and uh, that program is uh, is taking place today, a very important program there. And uh, let's see, we also have a concert taking place this evening between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. at uh, Asr Levy Park which is located at the end of Ocean Parkway near the boardwalk, Surf Avenue, and Seabreeze Avenue. And that concert is entitled Brooklyn Unites for Israel. Benny Elbaz, Lee Ron, Gershon Varoba, Sandy Shmueli, and uh, more. More guests, co-sponsored by Assemblyman Stevens Simbrowitz and uh, the ZOA Brooklyn region. So that is going to be a concert taking place tonight. For information on that, please call... Uh, The number seven one eight three three nine eight four eight three. 718-339-8483. So that is another exciting event. It is a unity concert also. And uh, looking ahead to Shabbos Nachamu, when you're planning your weekend for Shabbos Nachamu, make sure that you uh, leave some time at 11 p.m. Otsi Shabbos, Saturday, August 9th, at the Master Gymnasium in Barryville, New York. There will be a Shabbos Nachamu unity concert sponsored by Atari Kohanim and Born Entertainment, featuring God Elba's Eighth Day, Nachas Shlomo Shwed, Nachi Kron Orchestra will be the um, musical uh, group there. And that is uh, taking place, uh, let's see what time is that, so 11 p.m. it begins. For information, call 845 205 or you can go to JerusalemChai.org. There are tickets available in the... Uh, Brooklyn ticket outlets, Eichlers, and in uh, the Catskill region. So these are very important events, not only because they are in- enjoyable, and that's uh, very important in and of itself, but they are also tying into the unity of what is uh, what is happening worldwide to support Israel and what it's been going through the last many weeks. So uh, we uh, we thank those people putting all these events together, and um, I'm sure they will be very well received. It is time for uh, Morning Chizuk. At this time, each and every weekday morning, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Today's words of the Nishmas, Rav Zev, Rav Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk.
5: Good morning. We find an interesting law in the Shulchan Aruch. If a person passes a place where a miracle happened, we can make a bracha. The Talmud explains that this is only specific places, not all places where a nace might have happened. In the same way that all Nisim do not warrant a bracha, so too all times of calamity do not warrant a tainus or a fast day. We also find it interesting that why was this bracha instituted for Yechidim? Why not for all of klal Yisrael? There were many calamities that happened throughout history. Crusades, Inquisition, the Holocaust. Why specifically do we commemorate Tishabov? as the universal day of avelus or morning. In order to understand this, we have to take a look at what the Besamiktosh represented. It says, the Besamiktosh itself was a place where Klai Yisrael could pour out their hearts to Hashem. They could find the great source of Amuna in strength. It was a great source of Kedusha in inspiration for the entire world. We full well realize the wondrous sights of Shloy Shogolim, when Klaus was Euler Regel, we understand what the Simcha's Beis HaShoeva was in the Beis HaMikdosh, and what that represented to all of us as a source of Simcha. If we analyze it closely, we see that the four fasts all center around the Beis HaMikdosh Asorah Beteves, Shivashubatamuz, Tishabov, Soim Gedaliah. The great Goen Reb Chaim Brisker was once on the road in Germany at the time of Tishabov. The Askala movement had caused much damage for Klael Yisrael. Most of the Jews of the city hadn't come to Sheol to cry over the Chorven. Reb Chaim found himself among the few who were sitting in Sheol, weeping on the floor in saying Kinnis over the Chorven Beis Amiktosh and over the terrible Chorven of the Jews of Germany. On Tisha Bav itself, towards evening, one of the inhabitants of the city came into Sheol. The clothing he wore indicated that he was very far away from Yiddishkeit. However, his face was sad. You could see the pain. He sat on the floor of the shul, not far away from where Reb Chaim was sitting, and he began to cry over the Churban Beis HaMikdosh to the great wonder of Reb Chaim. What had moved this Jew to come to the Beis HaMedrish now to cry over the Beis HaMikdosh, in contrast with most of the Jews of the city? Reb Chaim asked the man, And the man told him that his business had gone down. He had fallen on hard times. The man continued, He has no sopek that when the gula will come, his personal Tsaras will go away and his lot will be uplifted. Everybody who was gathered laughed. But Reb Chaim spoke out, If this person at least connects his personal tsaros to the Chorben Beis Hamikdash, it is a sign that all is not lost. There is hope and there is a future. Yisrael af pisha Yisrael hain. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizuk. Have a nice day. Thank you, Rabbi
1: Goldwasser. Seven thirty-six in the morning here on J M and the a. I'm at the swine guest in for Nachum Siegel, who, as I mentioned before, is traveling to Israel and will be broadcasting from there over the next uh, week. Tomorrow, Friday, Monday, and Tuesday, and then uh, he'll be back here on Wednesday. It is uh, the day after Tishabov B'Av, and traditionally, as we always do, we play stories from the great Reb Shlomo Kabach, and we're going to continue that in just a few seconds. And uh, the, uh, the stream continues, and today at 12 o'clock, a special live uh, lunch with the, the Z-Report live lunch is going to be uh, a split. It's the official transition from three weeks, nine days Tishabov B'Av format to our regular music format. First, first hour is going to be uh, a cappella, and the second hour transitioning to regular music. So thank you, Yossi, for taking care of that. And uh, it's something to look forward to. We're going back to, uh, to stories, and uh, the great Rav Shomach Kavach is uh, the person we sorely miss, but we have his stories, and uh, we are fortunate to be able to play them. So... Uh, here are more stories here on JM and AM. Thanks for tuning in.
2: You know, in the and Dari, a Jew does not forget for one second about your shrine. And a Jew doesn't forget about Shabbos. The Heilige Kalina would say before Shabbos, Master of the World, I have fish for Shabbos, I have challah for Shabbos. But where do I get Shabbos for Shabbos? So you know this is a very special privilege to have Shabbos on Shabbos because it is possible to keep Shabbos to keep every law but to taste Shabbos taste Shabbos so special So this is what our holy rabbis teach us There's Shmiras Shabbos keeping Shabbos holy and then is Anak Shabbos the bliss of Shabbos the bliss of Shabbos, it's a special gift from heaven, and here's the story I want to share with you. The holy Chernobyl. the holy is the deepest, the hailing Prime of Tchernovitz 200 years ago, for him Shabbos, was everything. I, w- I would ask him, what does Borezios mean? The first word on the title, which actually means at the beginning... Rabbi Chaim would say, what a question. It means Shabbos. I would ask him, what does Borah mean? Which means created, actually. I would say, "Rabbi Chaim, what does Borah mean? He would say Shabbos. For him, everything was Shabbos. But on Shabbos itself, at that very second, him and his holy wife, kindled of lights for Shabbos, something happened to him. Not really physically, but somehow he looked like he's ten feet taller. He was shining. He was just not in this world. Okay, a prime geno, as I understand. But one Shabbos, one Shabbos, one Shabbos. A little Yidale could barely, Damen, could barely read, could barely write. From one of the outskirts of this city. Spent one Shabbos in the house of the Holy Chernowism. Next Shabbos, next Shabbos, next Shabbos. When he came to the synagogue, he would always stand in the left row nobody would pay attention to him. The Shabbos, nobody could take their eyes off. We should it. it was shining, shining from one corner of the world to the other. You could see He's in another world. Yes, only of of Shabbos. So this is where the story begins. When it was so poor, you know my beautiful friends. Sometimes a person is too rich to die, but too poor to live. He had seven children, but they had nothing to eat. One day he says to his wife, "We're not fair to our children." Maybe we should save 500 rubles. Although it will be really the blood of our children. Not to eat, not to sleep, not to buy anything new. But if, after we have 500 rubles, we can buy a farm. And maybe even become rich. So for a few years, Moshe Dovid and his wife and his children starved themselves to death. But then... He had 500 rubles. He's going into Chernowitz to buy a farm, but you don't buy the first farm you find. In the meantime, it's Friday afternoon, he still has the 500 rubles on him. And on Shabbos, he don't carry money. So, where do you go? If not to the Holy of Holiest, the heilige Czernowitz. He knocks on the door of the Chernowitz and he says, heilige Rebbe, and tells him the whole story. Can I please ask you to take care for five hundred rubles until after have have dollar until after Shabbos? And the elegant gentleman that looks at his yid, ah, oh, what a precious, what a these completely undiscovered yet, he says to him, how to be my greatest honor. But let me ask you, where are you eating for Shabbos? Oh, he says nobody invited me. Hi, dear Holy Abraham. Please spend Shabbos with me. They're still talking. Suddenly, the door opens and the lady walks in, crying, 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 crying to high heaven. And this is what she says: Holy I'm at the end, I'm at the end I can't do it alone anymore If you remember my husband, Rabbi Vremelé Everybody thought he was rich And my daughter got engaged To the son of the richest man in Chernovitz But as you know, my husband passed away a few weeks ago and after he passed away, I realized he is a poor man. But this Saturday night is the wedding. And if I tell the rich man, the father of my of my daughter's groom, that they can't even pay for the wedding. The wedding will not take place. And Rebbe, Rebbe, forgive me for coming so late before Shabbos. But I still have some pride left. Couldn't bring myself to ask for money. She was crying bitter tears. How much you do? It says, Rebbe, please, give her my 500 rubles. The Chanel says, No, God forbid. Every penny is blood of your children. You can't do this. How much do do? Just takes the money, gives it to the woman. Sister, you know, I'm still young. I can save again But your daughter. Maybe she'll never find another husband to marry. Mazel tov to the wedding. Holy Chenowitzer, turn to Moshe it and this is what he said. Matai Razi, sir, my David, that God will make you rich beyond your dreams. Yet you will live to see the wedding of your great-grandchildren. Doors without saying, but I would like to bless you. To your heart Something so special Can you imagine What kind of a Shabbos This woman would have had The poor widow Beside her husband Knowing that after Shabbos She has to face her illness And tell them We are too poor for the wedding Can you imagine What kind of a Shabbos Her daughter The bride would have had Thinking of a future husband, maybe he doesn't even really love me, and if I can't pay for the wedding, he won't marry me. But you gave Shabbos to two people, therefore I bless you, God should give you Shabbos all your life. So you, my friends, the next Shabbos, when Mashedovit went to the synagogue, after the Heddegan the blessed them with Shabbos, kival was he glowing. I want you to know, Mashedovit, after four weeks, was so rich and such a big millionaire, he didn't know how he got it, but he did, that he built a Bismarck for the Holy Chernovitzer. And it was called Moshe Dovitz Besmandrish. And I asked some old people in Czernowitz who met that told me, yes, it's true that one ye but they the hellig of Czernowitz are blessed with because he gave 500 rubles to a widow with the and until the Second World War the Besmandrish was visible I'm sure right now the Bismarck is part of the holy wall and the blessing to shaman and die next time you come to the holy wall maybe one stone So someone should know it's Bismarck. but this is not the end of the story 150 years later when the germans destroyed chenovitz the great-great-grandchildren of Moshe and David were all in Auschwitz. Miraculously, they all survived. They came to America without a penny in their pockets. Miraculously, they don't know how. After four weeks, they were millionaires again. It was still the blessing, the Holy Channel itself. And I heard the story of someone. Was a friend with them. So I bless you, bless you and me and all of us. If you want to taste Shabbos, there is only one way, there's only one way. Give Shabbos to somebody else. You know, I've won Grandfather Romavino, you pray to God for the first time. You know, thank God you and I be praying all our lives, but did you ever taste the first time? Okay, here's a story I gave a concert in the city. In the first row, I saw a beautiful couple, husband and wife, sitting. And they were so serious. I could see the drinking in every melody, every word, every story. After the concert, I managed to ask them to drive me back to the hotel. We arrived in the hotel and I said to them, Who are you? There's something so special about you. So he says, Do you have to tell them it's your story? So this is what she said. Same goes for my husband. For me, it's not that I didn't believe in God. I believe there is no God. You know, some people tell you an atheist, if you put a knife in his back, he'll start praying. And not for me. For me, God did not exist. Same for my husband. We met in high school, we got married. I was 18, he was 19. And he my beautiful children open your heart. She's coming. I had eight miscarriages. By now I was twenty-eight. I was at the end. I was at the end. We tried one more time. And the greatest miracle, I already in my ninth month, I was so careful. I barely left the house. One morning I woke up, just didn't feel so good. I went to the doctor. You know, friends, sometimes doctors are very cruel. The doctor says to me, I told you the whole time you won't make it. You just don't have the make for children. You're losing your baby in two hours. I walked out, it was clear to me that I have to commit suicide. I cannot live like this anymore thing I couldn't decide, should I jump off the bridge or go home, write my husband a letter and then turn on the gas. I decided that's what I'm going to do. Took a cab, went home. You know friends, anything which doesn't interest you doesn't register. She says, do you know, I'm coming out from the cab when I look at the street for the last time. I didn't know. At my house There is a little synagogue Suddenly had this flash Nobody can help me anymore Maybe there is one God Maybe, maybe there is somebody Who does listen to prayers Until today I don't know what happened to me I walked over to the other side, miraculously the synagogue was open, and how did I know, I don't know, I walked up to the holy ark, I opened the holy ark, and I prayed to God for the first time, still how awesome this is, first time standing before God, Say, master of the world of the world, I'm begging you and crying before you. Let me have a child. But I wanted to do something for God also. The only thing I knew is that Jewish women kindle lights Friday night.
3: I said, Best of the world, I swear to you that I will kid lights Friday night.
2: I want you to know. Suddenly, my heart wasn't heavy anymore. I knew God had heard my prayers. I walked out from the synagogue, went to my house. Most of my friends were not religious, but there's one woman whom I knew. I called her up immediately and I said, Please, it's a question of life and death. I need you. Thursday afternoon, and I was planning really to bench lift tomorrow, but I didn't know how to do it. She was a very beautiful lady, she came right over, I told her my story, says, please show me how to kindle lights. She says to me, you know, that's not so simple. You cannot kindle lights Friday right night and then serve shrimps. I says, I'll do anything in the world, just... people she says to me within two hours I had a new kitchen new stove new dishes new everything but then she says to me I hate to burden you but how can you bench left and keep Shabbos of your husband is in this business so I said I'm divorcing my husband I'm keeping Shabbos went to the phone and I called my husband we have two huge department stores. Said to my husband, do you know that Chavez begins tomorrow, 5.20? If you're not here by 5 o'clock, if the store is not closed by 5, I'll divorce you. And I can understand her husband. Oh, he says, sure. You just tell me when you want me to close my business and I'll be there. He was sure I lost my mind. He says I want you to know I have two beautiful children and have one number three on the way. A few months later I passed by the city again, had to change planes. I miss this couple so much. Gival, do they know about God? Gival, do they know there was one God in heaven? Call them up and she says, oh, "My husband's already on his way. He's picking you up." As I mentioned, they live in a palace. I came to their house and the house was already filled with people. She had called all the people who remembered me. I walk in and she says to her husband, "Please let me show Shlomo." She takes me to another room, another room, another wing, another wing, another wing. Finally we come to another wing of the house, she turns on the light, the table is set, it was only Tuesday night, the table was set, and there were ready candles in the menorah for the next Shabbos, she says, do you know, right after my husband makes a dollar, put on candles for next Shabbos. Of Shabbos But this is not the end of the story You know everything real and holy Has a chain reaction I was in Miami And I wanted to tell a good story And suddenly the story came to my mind I told the story A few weeks later I get a letter And they tell me Mazel It's a girl she says to me I want you to know when you told the story it was exactly my story my husband and I don't believe in God we are members of a temple but just socially it was my fifth miscarriage a few days after I heard the story I didn't feel so good I went to the doctor he told me you're losing the baby but thank you for the story and I'm so grateful to God My husband was there when I told the story My husband and I We went to the synagogue Both of us fell down before the Holy Ark And we said, Master of the world I swear to you we'll keep Shabbos Give us the baby All the time
3: it's
1: 8 o'clock in the morning, and you are tuned to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listener sponsor WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Brooklyn County at 91.9 FM, and around the world on the web at jmthem.org. Mattis guest with you on this Wednesday morning, the morning after Tisha B'Av. And as we traditionally do on uh, the morning after Tisha B'Av, we play great stories from Rabbi Shlomo Kabach, and we have been doing that uh, all morning long. We'll continue to do that until 9 o'clock this morning. And why am I here? I'm here because Nachum has traveled to the state of Israel to show solidarity and to uh, broadcast shows from there starting tomorrow. I just heard from Nachum, and tomorrow morning he'll be broadcasting from the offices of Nefesh Benefesh. So that's Thursday's show. And then Friday, a special Akhnasa Sefer Torah show from Sderot. So... Uh, those are really, really special shows that are uh, that are going to be presented by Nachum from Israel. Nachum will also be in Israel broadcasting on Monday and Tuesday of next week, and he'll be back here on Wednesday. And I'm sure over the next two days he'll let you know what the s- shows will be from Israel on Monday and Tuesday. So uh, we'll be here till 9 o'clock this morning playing um, stories from Shlomo Kabach. And uh, then we have an official transition on the uh, stream from... Uh, the Tisha above uh, nine days three weeks format to uh, regular music if you will and that takes place during the Zero Point live lunch 12 to 2 today the first hour will be acapella second hour will be um, music so that's what we have today I hear from uh, my my traffic correspondents that the traffic on the uh, Cross Bronx is nice and clear so thank you Jessica for that appreciate that appreciate people calling in to say hello want to let you know about a couple of events uh, and then uh, we're going to be joined by somebody on the air to talk about an event coming up uh, in a short while. But I want to let you know that today there are two uh, important events. And uh, one is a, a tefillah gathering taking place today in Brooklyn at the Palace, 780 McDonald Avenue, which is at the corner of Ditmas. That's taking place at 630 sharp with Mincha. It begins with Mincha. Uh, women are invited. And uh, it's, it's for men and women. And uh, again, that takes place tonight. 6.30 sharp at the Palace, 780 McDonald Avenue in Brooklyn. For information on that, call 212-797-9000. Tonight, from 6 to 8 p.m. in uh, the Esser-Levy Park in Brooklyn, which is at the corner, at the end, actually, of Ocean Parkway, a Boardwalk and Surf and Breeze and Sea Breeze Avenues, there's going to be a Brooklyn Unites for Israel concert, featuring Benny Elbaz, Ron Iran, Gershon Varoba, Sandy Shmueli, and more. Sponsored by the ZOA Brooklyn Region and co-sponsored by Assemblyman Stephen Simbrowitz. So that is taking place tonight between 6 and 8. For information, call 718-339-8483. Now looking ahead to uh, this weekend, Shabbos Nachamu, there's going to be a Unity concert taking place Motzi Shabbos Saturday night at 11 o'clock at the Master Gymnasium in Barryville, New York. And that is sponsored by Eteret Kohanim and Bourne Entertainment. The Unity Concert will feature Gad Elba's 8th Day and um, Nachas and Shlomo Shwed. That will take place at uh, 11 o'clock. And the location of that, the Master Gymnasium, is at 211 Mail Road in Barryville, New York. For information, call 845 845- Two zero five nine three one nine. Again, eight four five two zero five nine three one nine, or visit Jerusalemchai.org, jerusalemchai dot c h a i dot o r g. We'll uh, we'll mention them a little bit later on. Also, uh, I do want to go to a guest on the phone now, and I apologize in advance. First time I'm using this uh, this phone system in a long time, so I hope that I uh, I hope that I have it set up here. Um, and properly, uh, properly do this. I want to introduce and welcome to the air Yoel Bodek, who is the uh, founder and sponsor of an upcoming event called the uh, CSB Envision Conference Number Four. So, uh, Yoel Bodek, welcome to JM and the AM.
6: Good morning, Martha. How are you?
1: Fine, thank you. Thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, you are, as I mentioned, the founder of this conference. It is a um, uh, a conference for uh, insurance and financial executives. Please tell us a little bit about it. And, by the way, it's taking place August 19th at the Sheraton Mawa. Tell us a little bit about the event, please.
6: Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. The event is uh, a uh, professional educational conference uh, for folks, as you mentioned, in the financial services business, which includes insurance professionals, attorneys, and accountants with an interest uh, in areas such as wealth planning and financial um planning, estate planning, and business succession issues. Um, It's our fourth conference, as you mentioned. Um, Last year, we had over 200 professionals in attendance, and we're uh, hoping to have close to 350 this year, and thankfully, at this point, our registration is uh, reaching close to 100, and I guess the next two weeks or really the next 10 days is critical for our registration at this point.
1: Now, what's the uh, reason for setting up such a conference? I know you said you've done it for three years and it's grown since then. So what what was the particular reason starting it? And obviously there's a need for it because, as you said, it's been growing each year tremendously.
6: Correct. So I think you're touching on on two very important issues. One is what's the reason for the conference and the other one, what's been propelling our growth and and the the proof for for obviously it's, uh, serving as a tremendous resource to professionals in, in the Jewish community in our area. Well, we started the conference about three years ago for professionals in the insurance business as an educational, motivational event. And um, uh, but the reason behind it really is an organization that benefits from it, which is CSB. Ends the name CSB Envision, which stands for Computer Sciences for the Blind. Computer Sciences for the Blind. There's an organization that benefits close to 1,300 firm individuals every year with a range of different physical uh, disabilities or physical challenges, that I like to call it. Um, now, over the past couple of years, what we've realized is that by bringing professional content, professional speakers that uh, present at industry conferences such as the Morning Star Investment Conference, which a conference that takes place once a year out in Chicago, uh the, heckling, the state planning conference which takes place in Orlando or what's known in the insurance business as the million dollar round table uh, meaning by bringing uh, speakers that present at those conferences and meetings to our meeting we've proven that by delivering that type of a content to our own uh, Orthodox population they've come to appreciate what we've done which is bring it to a local level um, hence avoiding the need to schlep out of town, get on a plane, leave your family for a couple of days, and really designed the content so it is directly focused on the areas that these individuals practice in. Um, we understand our clientele and the topics that are presented at the conference, both in our general sessions and this year in, in a range of over 18 workshops, directly correlate with the, with the business activity that these individuals are involved in.
1: Yoel Bodek is our guest, uh, the um, founder and, and uh, organizer of CSB Envision 4. It's a uh, conference taking place uh, August 19th at the Sheraton Mawa. Uh, you mentioned that these are for professionals. So it's a, lay people would not be coming to this, You know, people who want to invest or things like that. That's not for them, right? This is for the professionals no, who will correct. help
6: them. No, uh, it's specifically designed for the advisor, for the accountant or okay. the attorney or the insurance professional.
1: And, uh these these professionals could come from the ranks of the the self employed, if you will, or you know, they have their own companies. But can they also join if they work for other companies, like the uh, you know, the other uh, investment corporations?
6: Uh? Uh, definitely, they can. In fact, uh, we've got several groups coming from different accounting firms and uh, legal practices, and some of them come individually, some of them come as groups, and yeah, the content is not specific to any one particular company, it is very much designed uh, to deliver professional content that applies to anyone, whether they're running their own uh, one-man practice or they're running uh, a larger uh, uh, team-oriented practice.
1: Is there a particular theme for this conference?
6: The theme for the conference is a, is a, 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 a vision of life without limits, which essentially is what CSB does for their clients, and uh, I guess the plan those words is the content that we deliver is really designed to take your business to the next level, or to help you stay, to help help the best stay better, or get them get them to reach the next level.
1: All right, so they're able to help the their clients and uh, do things, and I guess they'll they'll learn different um, I don't know techniques, or uh, they'll learn about different tools that can help them uh, in you know, their. I'd
6: uh, be be happy to. Mention, I guess, just a handful of the different topics that will be presented on at sure. the conference. Um, anything from practice management, ideas and techniques such as building your business, uh, to, to be able to grow organically through referrals. Um, that's one of our big focus, uh, on, at the conference this year through a three-part session done by a very famous individual in the business, uh, known as uh, Bill Cates, the referral coach. Uh, and then we go to in-depth sessions on estate and charitable gift-giving. Um, we talk about uh, recent uh, revisions to health care reform, or otherwise known as Obamacare, and really this year it's being delivered uh, by an attorney affiliated uh, with Nixon Peabody, but it's also being delivered from the perspective of the accountant and the attorney and touches on subjects such as employer mandates, such as what's considered to be a full-time employee and uh finds the regulations to go along with that. Uh other topics on our agenda include international estate planning. So if you've got clients that have part of their family living in air to um, how should the assets be held in order to uh, achieve uh the most effective uh tax benefits. Um, other things on our agenda involve business succession planning fundamentals and that applies to folks that have businesses who partners um and, and so on and so forth, but those are just a couple of things that are on our agenda
1: but well, it certainly seems like important topics for uh, even professionals for stay for uh, to, to stay abreast on with the uh, latest in information and rules, laws, and techniques you had mentioned about uh, the health care reform. I know that um on the individual level, a lot of people are concerned. Uh, when they think about their retirement, they're very concerned about uh, the, their, their health benefits when they retire, if they retire either you know, they work uh, themselves or they work for a company or on a pension plan. That's one of the key things now, it seems, in terms of a person's ability to retire is what kind of benefits
6: will they get. Okay, well, some of that will be touched on at a conference, and just more specific perhaps on health care reform. I can tell you that the attorney presenting on it, uh, a woman by the name of Kate Saracen, had just reached out to us earlier this week and asked us if she can revise her handouts because there are some new uh, recent rulings on, on on healthcare reform, and she wants to make sure we can get that in on time. So the content that will be delivered at the conference is really uh, first rate and up to date and, uh, and really critical information.
1: Excellent. Is there uh, an organization? Uh, I know you run the conference. but is, it, is there an organization that ties in that you work with uh, these individuals in the same way?
6: Well, personally, I'm the founder of the conference, and, of course, at this point, this is obviously a pretty big undertaking. I've got a committee, and I've got other folks that uh, lend their hand to pull this off every year at this point. Um, personally, I run an insurance agency, and I'm one of about 12 co sponsors on uh, the insurance agency level that sponsors this event. Wow. Now our sponsors, some of us are come from the insurance business because that's our core audience. But still, at the same time, uh, we also have other corporate sponsors outside of just the immediate insurance business. Which um, I'll just mention a couple of them: love La- Law or Nixon Peabody uh, are two of our legal partners this year. Um, Bernat Rosenberg, uh, a very well-known accounting firm and wealth management uh, firm in in the city, is one of our sponsors this year as well. So as we grow the conference, um, we're very much focused on growing the spectrum of our audience and at the same time also making sure that the sponsors that we sign up are very much relevant to the folks that attend.
1: Right. And during the course of the year, do you provide any services or do you have people who call you who have attended the conference and, you know, want to know, okay, you know, something came up, I want to learn about it, uh, and they call you to ask you about, you know, how, how to get the latest, do you provide that type of service if you can?
6: Oh, definitely. Whether it's myself or any of the sponsoring folks and the speakers uh, that, that, that present at a conference are, generally speaking, very much readily available. And um, uh, the thing that you just brought up reminds me of something that was very interesting to me. Just a couple of weeks ago, uh, a gentleman walked into my office and showed me a pamphlet that, pamphlet that he put together on a very uh, technical-specific area in the world of financial planning, and he as much admitted to me that a lot of the inspiration for that booklet, which addresses certain law and allocation issues, came from one of our sessions two years ago at a conference.
4: Mm. Um,
6: I also know throughout the year and immediately after the conference when we do our surveys, the folks that come and come to be present, meaning they come to listen and not just show up uh, to to be there, actually take away what I call ideas that they can put into their practice.
1: Excellent, excellent. The event takes place August 19th. How do people get in touch with you for the event?
6: Sure, so they can call... Five one three.
1: It broke up. Repeat that again. Seven one eight.
6: Seven one eight. Five one three. Two two zero eight to register again. Okay. That's seven one eight five one three two two zero eight. Or better yet, they can go to the conference website, which is csevent.com. That's p h e c s b event.com, and they can get all of the relevant information as well as the ability to register online. The other thing I'd like to point out um, is that many of our sessions this year are CE eligible for accountants, attorneys, and insurance professionals, and the workshops that are CE eligible are updated and listed on our website.
1: Excellent. So anybody who needs continuing education credits will be able to get them by attending. Plus, most importantly, they'll be able to get the latest news and uh, information teachings uh, on this uh, topic. So all the professionals out there, in the, uh, I guess, in the insurance field, uh, legal that anything dealing with investment, you're the ones that want to call Yoel and uh, get signed up for this. Yoel Bodek, thank you so much for joining us here on JM and the AM Hatslaka with the program, and I'm sure Great, we'll uh, we'll hear about it before uh, beforehand again. Great,
6: thank you very much.
1: Take care. That was Joel Bodek from uh, CSB Envision, and uh, that program will take place place on August 19th. The number uh, that uh, the number that he had said, uh, 718-513-2208, 718-513-2208, or go to thecsbevent.com. Right now, it is uh, 818, and we're going back to more stories from the great Shlomo Kalbach right here on JM in the AM.
2: So you hear Neshamel and dar, you hear all the children all of you, this is not the end of the story. This was 1550, 1974. I received an invitation to represent the Jewish religion at an ecumenical meeting, somewhere in the Midwest. It was so beautiful. The conference was supposed to last for one week and every religion has one night to host all the other religions and since the Jewish religion is maybe the oldest they give us the honor of being the host the first night the rabbi in that city happens to be very wonderful rabbi he organized a kosher meal for all the members of the conference was so much love in the air, so much sweetness, so much respect for each other. I noticed the bishop, and he came his assistant bishop, and he told me, my name is Joe. There was something so special about him. He was shining. I wanted to tell a story. But I decided to tell the story of Yosselin, the Holy Miser. Since I heard it from my father, let me give it over to them. I told the story of Yosselin, the Holy Miser. There were so many tears. say the Catholics were supposed to be the hosts but something went wrong with the kitchen and the church and they asked the rabbi to have another kosher meal but I was not the host so I was sitting in a corner Joe the assistant bishop came up to me and he says I want you to know the story you told yesterday was so beautiful the bishop couldn't sleep all night and I Never be able to tell you how much it means to me. But please, the bishop invites you to tell the story one more time. I told the story again and again. The eyes were filled with tears, our heart was filled with depth. I was there for a whole week. The last night I gave a counsel for the whole university. The second before I go on stage, Joe the bishop comes to me, and I saw he's beside himself. He's crying. He says, please don't think I'm crazy. But I must hear the story one more time. I promise after the concert, I will tell you my story. Join me, da-da-da. Da-da. Students at the concert, and I'm sure everyone was a few inches closer to heaven. Then he told the story of Yostela the, the Holy Miser, and again there was an ocean of tears. I'll never forget it as long as I live. After the concert, Joe, the assistant bishop, and myself, we went for a long walk. We walked for a long time in silence. Suddenly Joe the bishop stopped and he says, I'm sorry to tell you, I was lying to you. My name is not Joe. My name is Yossalay from Krakow. I want you to know was found half dead in Dachau. An American soldier took a liking to her, took her wisdom to America, he cured her, then he married her under the condition that she'll never tell the children that she is Jewish. My father is a very devout Catholic, so you see an assistant bishop a few weeks ago my mother called me and she says the doctor gave me three more days to live I'm very sick please come immediately I cannot leave this world until I tell you my story I came to her bedside and this is what she said forgive me I was lying to you your name is Nacho. Your name is yours, I live from Krakow. I named you after my holy father, Kajnis Chosid the Holy of Holiest, one of the richest Jews in Krakow. His house was like the house of Abraham. Poor people ate there, they lived there, they gave everything away. And we are descendants of Yossele the holy miser. And my father was named after Yossele. Yossele from Krakow. For three days my mother told me everything what she knew. But even what she didn't know She told me how holy it is to be a Jew She told me Shabbos and Yon, Tev, Yim, Kippur, She told me all about my Zaydeh About my grandfather, about my grandmother She told me everything there is and everything there isn't After three days she left the world She held my hand and she said Joe, don't forget, you're not Joe, you're yours, I live from
4: you're
2: yours, I live from He says to me, I was so torn apart, I didn't know what to do with myself anymore. On one hand, I'm Joe the Bishop, and I'm also Yoselov in Krakow. Here I am a devout Catholic. This is my career. I put my whole life into it. But yet, I'm not a Catholic. I'm a Jew. I didn't know what to do with myself. Two weeks ago, I was up all night begging before God, before the only one. And this is what I said. Master of the world, give me a sign, what you want me to be. And I said, if someone comes to me and just says the words, from Kako, that will be my sign, that you want me to be a Jew. Can you imagine? He says, here yeah, I'm coming to this ecumenical meeting, and the first thing I hear is from Kako. Yossalifam Krakow says I swear to you I saw my holy mother standing behind you I could see her tears flowing over your forehead And when you said the story Yossalifam Krakow, I knew My mother reminding me That I'm not sure anymore I'm your from caco He put his hand in his pocket He pulled out a ticket It says New York to Lviv He says tomorrow morning at dawn I'm leaving I'm not taking anything with me I'm flying to New York New York to Aviv. He will not hear from me for a long time Because I know my father will call the international police to look for me. I don't I don't ever want my father to know that my mother told me that she's Jewish because he really did save her life. But one thing I promise you If the one, the only one will give me the privilege to marry you, shall I in the holy city. The night before the wedding I will go to the holy wall and I will write you a letter. Whenever I came to Islam, I'm looking for Joe the bishop, but how could I recognize him? I'm sure by now he has a beard and pears, and he doesn't have a big cross hanging down his neck anymore. Couldn't find him. 1979. So many years later, one day I'm going to my office, and I'm holding a letter in my hands. On one side it says my name, on the other side it says Yosel from Krakow, now Yerushalayim, the Holy City.
4: I'll
2: be shaking until Meshire is coming, just remembering when I opened the letter. And this is what it says to my friend and brother Shlomo. Thank you for all eternity to remind me that I'm not Joe, that I'm I am yours from Kanko. I want you to know I look like Mercedes. I learn toil like Mercedes. I have paste in a beard like Mercedes. Sitters like Mercedes I love Shabbos like Mercedes Tomorrow night I marry a girl Who in my dreams Looks like my boba So holy, so beautiful A heart of gold And here I'm by the holy wall It's four o'clock in the morning And I'm writing to you to thank you let me bless you to remind all the Jaws. You're not Joe. You're your Sulifun This is I, your Sulifun Kako. Full of light By the holy wall In the holy city Yerushalayim da la, la.
1: Yesel in 1994, that's the selection we just heard from Shlomo Kabach's Greatest Stories. It is 8.32 in the morning here on J.M. and the A.M. At Swine Guest Inn for Nachum Siegel. I heard from Nachum before, and he is in Israel. He'll be broadcasting a number of shows from Israel beginning tomorrow morning. So Thursday's show is from the offices of Nefesh B'Nefesh. Friday is a special Akhnasa Sefer Torah show from Sederot. And then he'll be broadcasting on Monday and Tuesday. Also, I don't know the locations, but he'll tell you, I'm sure, over the next two mornings. So make sure to um, make sure to listen in. We're going to have a live lunch Z report today. My thanks to Jesse Zweig on the uh, stream. He's going to be transitioning from uh, three weeks format to regular music, if you will. That takes place from 12 to 2. First hour, a cappella. Second hour, regular music. Or music, if you will. A cappella is also music. Just a different type. And we're doing stories this morning. That's what we do on the morning after Tisha B'Av uh, here on JM and the AM. And I'm sitting in for Nachum today. And my thanks to all those who called in and uh, who've, uh, who've said some very nice words about the show. Appreciate it. We're going to go back to some more music and uh, a, a classic Shlomo Kabach, Schweizer Wolf, coming up before the end of the show today. Thanks, everyone, for listening here on JM and the AM.
2: This is all week long, especially Friday. What about the last few minutes before Shabbos? The last few minutes before Shabbos are so deep and so exalted. It's a little bit like Yom Keeper. It's a little bit like Sofis and Sintas Tavern. Also like shoes, and Shabbos I received the Torah again. But this is what I want to share with you. The Holy Reb Shlomo when he was only a young man, maybe 16, 17 years old, or maybe even younger, went to Legnitz to the grave of the Holy Abul Melech, who had passed away, maybe. Ninety years before Upshleimle came to visit Nizhansk. So Upshleimle came to Nizhansk and he's asking, Is there anybody still alive who saw the Holy Rabbi Melech? And they tell him, yes. There's an old woman here. She's 97 years old. And when she was nine years old, she was a dishwasher in the house of Rabbi Melech. Oh, this is unbelievable. He says, would it be possible to see her? And the Chesed say, say, Gewalt, for grandson of the Holy Sonson, everything is possible. Rabbi Schleimler said to her, my dear, my dear Boba, my dear sweetest lady, forgive me for bringing you here, but I want so much to hear. Tell me anything about Rabbi Rebbe Melech. She says, you know, I'm an old woman. My memory is not so good anymore. I don't really remember so much. And Rabbi says, I can't believe it. Rabbi Rebbe Melech, the Holy of Holiest? Tell me anything. Even one word. One moment of his life. She began smiling to herself and she says, you know... There was one thing which I could never forget. You know, we, the people in the kitchen, you know, maybe there were hundreds of people every Shabbos. There was a big staff in the kitchen, and sad enough, we did not treat each other so good. Maybe a little rough sometimes. So Friday, a few minutes before Shabbos, the Mela for years the sweetest of the sweet would come to the kitchen And he would stand by the door of the kitchen And this is what he would say My precious children, my sweetest friends Maybe, maybe, maybe Maybe I hurt your feelings during the week Maybe I didn't treat you with enough respect. Maybe I did something wrong to you. I'm begging you, forgive me. Because how could I enter Shabbos? If I hurt one of you, one of you precious young people, you would cry bitter tears. And he would walk up to each one of us and say, please forgive me. I promise, I promise, next week I'll treat you better. But then we really didn't treat each other so good. We began crying, begging each other for forgiveness. And she said to Rabbi you think you know what Yom Kippur is? If you weren't in the kitchen of Rabbi Melech before Shabbos, you've never seen Yom Kippur. But after he came out of the kitchen the Heli Gabri Malay would go into his dining room and there was the rabbitson and the children The Heli Gabri Malay would say again to his children My sweetest, holiest children You are the greatest gift God gave me Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Forgive me if I didn't treat
3: you good enough. Forgive me for your feeling. Forgive me but didn't take care of you. The way God wants
2: me to take care of you. And he asked every one of his children. There's so much tears, there's
3: so much love with the children. Give out, give
2: out, give out. There is no young keeper in the world who could describe who very lovely man has his children for forgiveness. But then he walked up to his holy habits because everybody knows on Friday before Shabbat, Adam and Eve have to fix everything which happened between them on the first Friday, about the tree of knowledge and tree of life. So the have a the and will walk up to his heaven, and he would ask
3: him for the forgiveness, and he would say, my holy wife, holy father, my children, I'm
2: begging you, I am before you. Forgive me, forgive me a million times. If I hurt your feelings if I didn't treat you the way the princess has to be treated. And give out, give out, the woman said. I want you to know those few minutes. Before Shabbos in the house of Kabbalah Melech, they carry me forever. The holy, the exalted, the deep, the tremendous. May his memory be a blessing for all of Israel. One day, one day, the rabbi of a city, maybe Chanstochov, came to him and he said, Holy rabbi, I'm married for 18 years. God has not blessed us yet with children. Please, Holy Reverend, Holy Master, pray for us. Bless us with children. And the cautious Samagi closed his holy eyes. Said to my dear friend, I'm sorry, all the gates of heaven are closed. And the Rabbi of
3: Chetnikov began to cry,
2: and he knew what it means to leave this world without children. He says, Rabbi, I can't believe that nobody in the world can open the gates of heaven. said to him, my dear rabbi, do you know by any chance in your city there is a yidlah by the name Schwarze Wol. Schwarze Wolf most obnoxious Jew in the whole city disgusting, vulgar nobody wants to talk to him when he walks into shul everybody moves away yes, it's him he is the head of the 36th the king in his head is heaven and earth if you can get invited by him for one Shabbat, and he can bless you, he is the only one, he is the only one, for whom all the gates of heaven are open. You know, friends, what it means to go to Lamed Sadik, the Holy of Holies, the deepest of the deep. So the Rebbe of Shenzherf came home, he prepared himself. He recited the Psalms and Mama she repented and He promised God everything in the world. The schwarze wolf lives in the forest. He's a woodchopper. So he thought the only way of being really making sure I'm invited for Shabbos I knock on his door two minutes before Shabbos I'll tell him I got lost in the forest and he has to invite me. Two minutes before Shabbos the yidel of this rabbi knocks on the door of the schwarze wolf and here my dear friends I want you to concentrate in the deepest way you know the Lamed of Siddiquim are so holy and so real they are absolutely your mirror if you look at them and they look obnoxious because you are obnoxious if you look at them and you think they are ugly give all you are ugly If you look at them and you see how holy they are, because you are so holy. So, the rabbi of Chancellor knocks on the door of the Schwarze Wolf, and the most ugly woman in the world, obnoxious really, with the most vulgar language, the most disgusting curses, opens the door and curses him out before she even talks to him. And he says, Please invite me for Shabbos. I'm lost in the forest. I can't make it back to the city anymore. And let me not tell you what she said. He says, Please, please, please. And she tries to slam the door in his face. He's very fast. He puts his foot in the door. He has a look in the house. And those children, really he has never seen such obnoxious looking children. And usually children look beautiful, but they are. Terrible. But you know what? He knows it's him. Geval to see far away. Geval, Geval to see far away. She says to him, listen my dear friend, if my husband comes home and he finds you here, you'll never see daylight again. He will kill you with his own hands. The only thing I can suggest to you if you want to stay in the stable we have a horse there just do your thing and don't dare opening the door to our house for all cases he had two candles with him and a little challah and fish and you know sweetest friends obviously the Lamed of Tzaddikim don't go to shul I hate to say bad things but some of the shuls I really know I can understand why the Lamed of Tzaddikim don't dub in there But the Lamedou of Tzaddikim have their own minion. Late, late at night, the Schwarze Wolf came home and he could hear the heavy steps. He could hear him talking to his wife. The door opens. And if the Schwarze Wolf ever looked gruesome, it was that night. It was frightening. He walks up to him and he says to him, Listen, my dear brother, if you dare opening the door to my house, I'm killing you with my own hands. And one second after Shabbos I want you to disappear from my stable. Slams the door. To make it very short, sweetest friends. Open your hearts again. He couldn't sleep Friday night. Can you imagine? Schwarzebub is next door. All he needs is one blessing. And he can't go in. This morning early, he heard the schwarze wolf going back to Darwin in the forest. Late afternoon, he came back. He's trying to do tshuva, he's thinking, Rabbanisham, I promise you, but there comes a point he doesn't have anything to say to God anymore. And it's getting later and later. Suddenly he looks out of the window of the stable There's sweet stars on the sky Shabbos is sober And he knows my life is sober It looks to me, God forbid I'll never have children But suddenly,
3: remember remembered There is one more, one more who can open all the gates There is somebody, somebody Somewhere, somewhere so close and so far can do everything
2: He fell to the ground and for the first time in his life, he murmuredmish, "Pray to God, please. Let me have children. At that moment, at that moment, he felt the softest hand on your head on his head. He looked up and was a schwarze wood, shining like the high priest on Yom Kippur. And I said to him, my dearest, sweetest friend, come in and join me for Sholishudas, for the third me here. And whatever the rabbi of have thought the holy Bessam Mikdush would look like. Believe me, the house of the Schwarzer Wolf was even more holy. And the wife of the Schwarzwolf Wolf who looked so ugly yesterday. She was so exquisitely beautiful. And the children go without saying. They were all little high priests. And the schwarze wolf
3: says, I know what you came for. And I bless you to have a son. I have only one request. Please call him schwarze
2: wolf after me. and you know his first reaction was but you are alive how can I call my son after you when you are alive but the awe was was no time to ask after Havdollah he left went home to his wife and he told her I got the blessing from the Schwarze Wolf the next morning he goes to shul after the damning is over he sees there is a commotion in the synagogue, the shamas walks around everyone asking everyone for favors and nobody wants to do it. He calls the Shama and says, what's going on here? He says, oh, somebody died and just nobody wants to go to the funeral. Well, he says, who died? The schwarze wolf, The holy of holiest the deepest of the deep the most precious of all precious the Shama says nobody wants to go to the funeral Gewalt! he ran up to the beam and he yelled from the deepest depths of his being yidden do you know who he was? do you know that he was the head of the Lameda of Siddiquim? that he was mamish, the holiest person of our generation. We never said good to him, we never gave him an aliyah, we laughed at him. Listen to me friends, this was 180 years ago, a long time after. Many tears after. A lot of Jewish blood after. 1944. The Holy Rebbe of Bells. Came to this Holy Land. And the first Shabbos in Tel Aviv. Everybody knows in Bells. People put bottles of wine and beer on the table, everybody gets a glass of wine. You walk up to the rabbi, tell him your name and your father's name or your mother's name. And the rabbi blesses you. There was an old Yidale, very old Yidale, and two people were holding him. He made his way to the rabbi, And the rabbi says to him, my Taira Zisayid, my precious brother, what is your name? And he says, My name is Schwarzer Wolf Ben-Chanel. the better Rebbe says to him, Are you the grandson of the first Schwarzer Wolf who was called after the Lamed Wolf Tzaddik? And he says, Rebbe, you know the story? And the better Rebbe says, Yes, Heliger Schwarzer Wolf. I know the story, but nobody ever will remember, unless you do me a favor. And he said to the Eden, please lift up this old Yeebel, he was maybe a hundred years old, lift him up and sit him on the table, let him tell all the Eden who are here, so in order that the story should be remembered. You know, my most darling friends, I had the privilege of hearing the story from a person who was the first Friday night in Bell's? This is not the end yet. Five years ago, five years ago, I had the privilege of giving a concert in Oral Cham in Tel Aviv. And out of nowhere, I remembered the story of the Schwarze Wolf, and I told the story to the people. Suddenly in the last row in the last row somebody begins to wave his hand and he says to the people I want you to know I want you to know there's a little boy in my class in Bne Brak His name is Schwarzwald, and he name is named after Elte, Elte Zede, the schwarze wolf Who told the story to the Bels of Herbert. Good Shabbos, good Yomte Good Yomte, good Shabbos I'm begging you, please promise me Keep on telling the story Keep on remembering the Schwarze Wolf. You know, sweetest friends in your slime, do you know how many Schwarze Wolves are walking around on the street? And I always know inside of me when you walk in your slime and you see some real obnoxious people, you never know. Never know.
1: That is the great Shalma Kabach with Schwarzer Wolf here on JM and the A. My Thanks to everybody who is listening this morning. Ken is up next, and uh, Nachum will be in uh, in Israel. Actually, he's in Israel now. He'll be broadcasting from Israel starting uh, tomorrow morning. He'll be broadcasting from uh, Nefesh B'Nefesh offices tomorrow, and um, on Friday a special HaK'Nasah Sefer Torah from... Stay wrote. Uh, So it's going to be great programming. And then, of course, Nachum will be broadcasting from Israel again on uh, Monday and Tuesday. He'll be back here next week on Wednesday. For the Lower East Side community, tomorrow, very important, tomorrow, Thursday, there's a bake sale from 4 to 9 p.m. at the home of Stacy Siegel. All proceeds benefit uh, Yerushala Chayal. For information, email Stacey Siegel S-T-A-C-I-S-E-G-A-L at AOL.com. You'll get all the information about that. Very important event to uh, to attend. 4 to 9 p.m. tomorrow, Cell, Lower East Side. Thanks again, everyone. Don't forget that you are tuned to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listener sponsor, WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.1, 91.9 FM, and around the world on the web at jmandiam.org.